Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. Just want to say whatever you're doing, if you're driving, if you're walking the dog, if it's daytime, nighttime, you're about to go to sleep or you're about to start the day, thanks very much for checking in. So I'm in Portsmouth today, I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling quite quite pumped actually. Gym, gym pumped that is. I did some did some weights, did a bit of running, did some burpees, went to Tesco's, I needed to get some toothpaste. Paid £2.80 for some toothpaste. I, I really begrudge paying more than a pound for toothpaste, I think. Every supermarket you go to, you can always there's always like a, a Colgate or an Aquafresh. There's always there's always a pound one, and I, I saw one in Tesco's for like for like five pounds sixty, and I just thought, but you know, it's, it's still it's just. I think it's one of those things like a bit of a hangover from when you were young and you didn't you didn't have much money. It's like you don't you really begrudge paying certain like toothpaste, for example, and trainers and trainers and shoes in general. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I've got like I've only got. Three pairs of shoes, I think. Let's go. So, so running trainers, stage trainers, everyday trainers. Oh yeah, and dress shoes. So yeah, I've got four. I've got four pairs of shoes, I, and I don't know why as well. <laughs> I think it's just four pairs of shoes. I've got one jacket. I've got like a winter jacket and a summer jacket, and I've got two pairs of pants. And then yeah, so I th- for whatever reason, I think clothes is still one of them things where you go, oh no, you don't want to, you don't want to be too extravagant. That would be a good one just to kick off the show. Hello, by the way. That would be a good one. So what hang-ups do you have from when you were younger, when you, you you know, you maybe you weren't doing as well as you're doing now? What can you still not really justify paying for? Get in touch, podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, so I've only got like one pair of running shoes. And and you go, well, when do you get the second pair? Well, just when I run those pairs of shoes into the ground, which currently are the back of the, the back of the heels kind of worn. And the soul is completely gone of me stage trainers. I've been wearing two socks. That's the thing. I just, do you know what it is? It's the trying stuff on. You either have to go in and try it on and just feel like, like I'm 36 now. Like I feel like no shop wants us at all. Like I used to, I used to shop in Top Man. I used to go, so my lineage, I went Top Man and then I think H&M next. And now I've, I'm just... Marks and Spencers, <laughs> you just and I don't know what's going to be. I think big and tall after that. I don't know, but yeah, you've either got to go in and just feel so like out of place. I was in London once and I needed I needed a t shirt like ASAP. Like we need a t shirt ASAP. And I went in somewhere and it was just such like a trendy place in Camden. And I went in, I was like, hi, like I, I, oh yeah, that's right, a, a pigeon had shot on us. So I was like, right, I need I need a new t shirt because I'm going to be in London all day type thing. And I went in. They were all like half the size of us, half the age of us, and they just. And I was like, "Yeah, I just need a plain black T-shirt." And I was looking all right at the time. I thought I was, you know, I, I didn't have a belly or anything. And he went, "Yeah, sure thing." And he just looked us up and down. He went, "Extra large." And I went, "Yes." How did you know? 
<laughs> so you've either got to go in and try the trainers on or you've got to then order them online and then they don't fit and then you send them back and you've got to put them in the Amazon thing. Trainers, toothpaste, clothes and haircuts are the other things that I'm still very economical with. I'll only do them when I absolutely need to. So like a haircut, I'll go if I if I could go once every six months, I would, and I'd I'd get a skinhead and just like I want I just want the the most amount of value for me haircut. Yeah, I got me haircut in Nottingham actually. He made a right arse of it. He just didn't he didn't cut the back at all. Like he got the length down, but he didn't. The thickness was still yeah. Just it's horrible when you get a bad haircut because it just follows you around until the next one. So yeah, haircuts, trainers, toothpaste. What are you what are you still very economical with? Carl Hutchinson Podcast at gmail.com. So like I said, I, I am I'm feeling quite pumped today and I I like the word pumped as well. There's various various meanings of pumped. Obviously in Scotland it means to, to have sex with each other. And then you've got the, the, the gym pumped, like pumping iron, and then you've got the northeast version of pumped, which is to, to break wind. So if, if you if you pumped on someone, you broke wind on someone. And I found out that was solely a northeast expression when I was on stage. It was somewhere in Kettering, and the gig was going well. I was only doing twenty minutes, and I, I, there were kind of hard work to get at the top. And you know, I, I was getting them, and it did sound like somebody just pumped in the in the auditorium. But obviously, they didn't know that word. And I did it just before a punchline. Well, you should never, you know, you should never like disrupt the momentum of your of your story or your set and do something just before a punch. So it was like it was building and building. We're just about to hit the punchline. Hopefully, they're going to laugh. And I go right. Thanks very. Much. Much and I said, did someone just pump? And there was just silence. And I went, right, no. And I went, no, nobody pumped. And we don't know what that word means. And then I did the punchline and I just got off to, to silence. So that's how I know pumped is strictly a northeast thing. I think it's a better sounding word though, pumped. I don't like F-E-R-T. I, I think it's a horrible crass. There's some words and expressions I don't I don't like that. And I don't like squeaky bum time. I think that's horrible. Yeah, needless to say, it was squeaky. Shut up, man. Like you sound like a like a nursery. Pardon me French as well. I hate if you say pardon my French, then just get yourself on fauna bed or come down with me. There's that that's literally the only place for you. But yesterday morning I dropped Lily off at nursery. So around about half eight, nine o'clock, and I pumped on somebody in the street. And I was I was really trying my best not to as well. I dropped Lily off. We waved to the lollipop lady. It's really funny actually, because I waved to the lollipop lady and then I drop her off at nursery and I come back and I wave to the lollipop lady by myself and she just completely blanks us. Like she didn't even look at us this time. I don't know if she realizes that it's the same person or not. Like I think yeah, I think that's what it is. I think to her, I'm two different people. At around about eight forty five, she go, Oh, there's that nice dad with the with the little girl and everyone's waving and having a nice time. And then at like five past nine, she must just go, Oh, that pervert's back. Yeah, I think I I might start going a different way back actually she might yeah she might not like that she might not realize and then you don't want to approach her and go hey by the way and yeah yeah i'm just gonna have to go a different way home but yeah i pumped on somebody in the street so i had a pump going i made a uh, i made a curry the night before it was a regular boona just a chicken boona it was the hairy bike as the hairy diet as one it's lovely some peppers onions garam masala curry powder chili garlic ginger you put it all in the paste type thing and then you put the peppers and the chicken in, you slow cook it and all that. Not in a slow cooker, I actually know how to cook, right? Forget about it with slow cooker, ninja fryers and all that, right? No, I know how to cook properly, all right? So, so there. Oh, did you do the curry in the air fryer? It's great. Shut up, man. So yeah, I made a lovely curry, just a chicken boona, just a normal chicken boona. And then I just put a load of 
Sophie doesn't like spice, so I just have to wait until so I wait until I've got my plate and I just put like a load of chili flakes on. Anyway, it was Pump City. It was Pump Central. Pump Vegas the day after. And I'm walking and I'm going, right, okay, I'll wait until I'm I'm the only one on the street. And then there was a guy behind us, and he's probably about probably about four meters behind us. And all I can hear is that he he's just sniffing, but it's like it's it's a very obnoxious sniff. It's it's like, are you gonna blow your nose or are you gonna sniff? 25 times and he was electing for the, the 25 sniff so I'm trying to trying to just walk and keep this pumping and all I can hear behind is this this horrible guy just like and I'm like right and do you know what I just thought fuck it right I'm gonna pump right because like, we're all are trying to live in a society right we're all trying to make it hopefully we're all trying to make it nice for each other if he's not doing that like why am I going to so much effort to not pump if bloody sniffy McGee behind us is, is going for it so I did I just I just pumped just pumped on him and I let him walk into it. And that's what he gets. And then I called into Asda on the way back. And that's where I got my second pump out. And I was in the I was in Asda toilets. I was having a wee. And then it was time for a pump. And it, it's really weird because you're standing at the urinals. And then there's just another bloke standing next to you. You've both got your willy out. You're both just weighing, which is, I think is always weird. I don't like it. Sometimes you have to walk past somebody who's weighing so you can go and have your wee. And I'm just there weighing. And then just 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 little, just a... Do you know, just one of the... <laughs> Like, do you know what? I, I did one the other week and I rang me mate to tell him that it sounds exactly like uh, the catchphrase. Do you know when you, like, you buzz and it was like, boing. Like, I did one that sounded exactly, boing. And I rang him up. That was it. It was just, oh, how's he doing? I don't know. I just, I told him I pumped and it sounded like catchphrase and that was it. And the bloke who was to me left, he, he gives a bit of a look. And I was like, oh, sorry, mate. And he didn't say anything. And I hear it when he says sorry to somebody. And they don't be like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Or like, you know, oh, 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 oh. Like, because I'm not really sorry. That's the place you're meant to do it. You're meant to do it in the toilet, aren't you? What do you want us to do? Go go in the, the fruit and veg section? Pump pump all over the apples, do you? <laughs> go pump on the leeks? Go pump next to the, the fishmongers, eh? The Timpsons guy. The Timpsons guy cutting the key. Oh, I don't know if I can cut this key. Aye, well, that's what you get. That's what you get for not cutting keys. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met an employee of Timpsons who's been able to successfully cut a key once. I really don't. I'm just putting that out there. I think Timpsons should rename themselves as blokes who tell you why they can't cut the key that you've brought them. It's always, oh, this must be an old house, is it? Yeah, well, houses tend to be old sometimes. Oh, no, well, I can't, I can't cut this one, mate. Your best bet is going to the, where Timpsons and Asda. You might want to go to the Timpsons and Tesco's at Kingston Park because I hear that he's not as a lazy fucker as I am. Mind you, when I get to go into Asda with Lily, it's really canny because the school kids seem to be always, always there. It doesn't matter what time you're there, they're always there. It's really canny because you're with Lily and she loves just waving at all the other kids and that. And But I see the kids and I see some of the stuff they're getting and it's like, you know, you go, like, it's 10 in the morning and they're all eating, like, chicken goujons and then big bags of Doritos and chocolate. You go, like, what a life. What a life. That looks, that looks mint. Because I remember when I was at school, it was like... You know, we didn't go to Asda. Mind you, we didn't go to Asda, but I think all of all of that food you could you could buy at school at the time. You know, Jamie Oliver's actually got you know got a lot to thank him for. He did all that healthy food in school. I remember when I was at school, you'd have the big the big vending machine. You'd get full fat Coke, Fanta, Lilt, all of that. You know, you just go get as many cans as you wanted all the time. A little can of pop during the lesson, and then dinner. You know, your lunch you could have. God, I remember. I remember our school. You could have. 
you could have trays of kebab meat. I remember, you know, just like they would serve like a lasagna, just in one of them big serving trays. And it was like, there was no spit. There was no rotisserie thing. So there was nothing they were carving off. These must have just been like, like pre-cut bags of kebab meat that would then get thrown into the oven. So yeah, you would be able to have kebab, kebab at school. And then you go to the tuck shop and you could just get an array of crisps, chocolate. So my, one of my dinners used to be at school, when you when kebab meat was on the menu, I used to have, this was all dry as well. I didn't have any sauce or salad or bread. I just used to have a big plate of kebab meat. And then I used to get two packets of Space Raiders, one beef, one pickled onion. And I would just pour them both on me kebab, like croutons, like a kebab crouton. And I used to get a, like a big long bit of kebab and a couple of space raiders, and then just like wrap them round each other, so the you know like like uh, like a like a pig and blanket type thing. So the the pig was the two space raiders, and then the blanket was the kebab meat, and that was me. That was me lunch. God. Oh, I've got an update about. Do you know how I said last week I was weeing in the back garden? Well, Anth, me support, I said, oh, Carl, I've I've got a one that's as as like gross, like more gross than that. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, don't worry about the wean outside thing. That's something that's like a lot of, lot, like I do it and a lot of me mates do it. He said, yeah, sometimes like I got told off for it because I, I'd be playing FIFA on a night time. Do you know what? I know I'm I know I'm full. I've just said I've pumped on somebody in the street. I've, I was pumping next to people in the urinals, right? Um, I've weed outside. Even I have went, I think this one is a bit much. He said, he'll sit down. He'll be playing FIFA on a night time. And then if he needs to go because he's playing an online game, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to pause it or anything. It, his when his daughter was using, when he, <laughs> I've got a bad, I've got a bad throat. When his daughter was using the potty, he would just wee in his daughter's potty, and then when the match had ended, he would just throw the potty out in the back. <laughs> and he said he had to stop because he said, and and he told this as if. As if one didn't affect the other, he went, aye, but then uh, a couple of weeks later we were, were ended up getting rats. And he he doesn't, like, marry the two. He doesn't go, oh, perhaps the street started getting rats because I was throwing piss out the back garden. He was like, no, independently, we got, <laughs> we got rats. And the neighbours actually had to say to Ant's wife, oh, by the way, the rats are back. Could you ask Ant to not be throwing human piss in the back garden because apparently rats are attracted to that. Hey, I really hope, I really hope you're not, like, sat down trying to, trying to enjoy your dinner. Yeah, I might be, might be putting you off your pump stew. But yeah, just, oh man, I was bad laughing in the car when he told us that. I remember we had rats in, uh, when I lived in my house in, in Manchester, the whole estate, it was like a new build estate, and it was built on top of an old school. Um, obviously the school was like, you know, the, demolished it wasn't built on an ancient indian burial ground no it was like the school was demolished and then it was built on top of that but because they used the same pipes all the pipes like the whole housing estate had like the same pipes as as it was told to me and so if one house got a rat then the whole estate got rats so we had to get i remember several times we had to get the the rat man to come out i think he's in fact he might still be saved in my phone as because I never delete numbers as well. Oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah, Paul Ratman. Paul Ratman. <laughs> wonder what he's doing. Probably still working with rats, hopefully. Yeah, and then underneath it's got Eddie Vedder, because that's the, the front man from Pearl Jam. Ah, yes, it's because I was listening to Pearl Jam, and the Ratman, Paul, he also liked Pearl Jam, so we were talking about that, and my housemate Ollie at the time um, started calling him Eddie Vedder. So there you go, Paul Ratman, Eddie Vedder. Yeah, I remember he was just in the loft, 
and the rats had just been in there running around. Obviously, all the droppings were up there. So, I'm, so Paul, the rat man, he was just he was just walking like back and forward in the loft, and you just heard him just going like. And this is a man who works exclusively with rats as well, and he was like, he was aghast, he was shocked, he was flabbergasted, and he was just going, "Oh my god." Look at the size of that shite. And then you would hear him like stomp <laughs> across the loft. You just go, look at the size of that shite. And look at the... He was just up there. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like Eddie Vedder. Oh, look at the size of that shite. And he was just there, just like looking around. He came down, he went, hey, you've got some shite in that loft. I was like, really, Paul? Really? Yeah, no, we couldn't. We couldn't tell me. Anyway, we moved. I don't know who's here now. I hope you're enjoying the rats, and I hope you're enjoying the rat man. I remember I had two builders in my house, and it was when we were getting the living room done, and one of them went up to go to the toilet, and it was it was clear that he, he wasn't going upstairs for a wee, which I was like, oh, God. It was like, it was first thing in the morning as well. Like, he came around, and the first thing he said is, can I go to your toilet? And I'm like, this is eight in the morning. I just want to go, can you not? Can you not time that? Can you not have that in the house? I always, I always, I'd love to say that to people. Do you know on trains? Do you know, like, I don't think you should be allowed to go unless you've got like a medical condition. Unless, unless you absolutely can't, I think we should ban people from actually doing that outside of their own home. I think it's disgusting. Planes where you've only got two toilets, trains where there's one per thing. It just you should shame people. They should come out again if the, you know if there's if there's something wrong. Like if the medical condition, absolutely fine, no harm. But I'm talking about just lazy fuckers. Who don't want it to? I think you should be able to shout if, if there was some way of identifying them. You just turn around and just go, "Could you just not have had that in the house? Could you not? You're horrible twat." Again, again, this is why I'm not prime minister. This is why I haven't ran for anything because I've got very weird, warped views of the world. Yeah. So the builder was around. And he was like, "Can I go to your toilet?" And I was like, "Oh God!" And then he came down and he was like, "Do you know?" Because I just had a sink put in. He was like, "So the pipes that lead to the sink?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like. Could you not have got the guy to, to chase them in? Because you've just got the pipes there. And the only way you know if there's pipes in that sink is if you are sat down on the toilet, having a shite, looking directly at the sink. So all he's doing is coming down, confirming that he's had a shite, and knocking the handiwork of a fellow builder, Mankey. Oh, you can tell him in the swing of things with this podcast, can't you, when you start talking about shite and wee and pumps for the first 10 to 15 minutes. So if you are still listening, I've still got you. Thank you very much. I've got some bad habits as well. I, I bite me nails. I, I don't know why. I've always bit me nails. I've bit me nails since I was like eight or nine years old. And I've always just, it's just a horrible, horrible habit that came, uh, that, that I haven't been able to get rid of. And people always go, oh, have you tried the, have you tried that? People always want to give you a solution, don't they? That's, that's annoying. Like, I've got hay fever. Have you took your medication? No. No, I've just been, I'm 36 years old. And I just, I don't believe in hay fever medication. Of course, like of course, I. Feel. And if you're ill, well, have you had your medicine? Like, do, I know what I need to do. I know how to look after myself. Right? If you say you're ill, just go. Oh, that's a shame. You don't go biting your nails. Have you tried that? Putting the poison on the nails? Yes, I have. And do you know what I did? I bit through it. Right? I just I persevered, and I just bit through the poison to get to the nail. But I remember during lockdown, I. It's a pretty gross story as well. I. I bit me nail so much that like I've right I haven't told anyone this actually. When I bite me nail, it's usually because I've got something stuck in my teeth. And again, why don't you use a toothpick? Because I don't know how to do it. I'd, I've, I'd love to know how to do a toothpick, but in my experience, all that ever happens when I use a toothpick is that I get some of the toothpick stuck in my teeth. So I, I've then got the thing that was initially stuck in between my teeth, and a bit of wood from the toothpick. 
Carl, have you tried flossing? Yes, I have. Cut me gums. Don't know how that works as well. It's it's horrible. Don't like it. I try everything, any possible solution. I've tried it. So the only one I've got is either the corner of a crisp packet, and you kind of like get a little floss action going on there, or you bite your nail, and the sharpness of the nail, you can kind of like like reverse engineer back pick the stuff out of your teeth. So one time I've bit far too far, and I've I've bit down like to the nerve. And not only have I give me thumb, like my thumb got like a bit of an infection um, because I was using the nail to kind of floss me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to tell people this because I was using the nail to like floss me, my teeth. Like I kind of give me mouth a bit of an infection as well. And this happened during lockdown. So I'm ringing a doctor and the, I mean, Lord knows the NHS that didn't need to be dealing with this. And I must have sounded just like a, such a petulant child because I was like, so me me thumb was swollen, me mouth was swollen. It was for the first time I couldn't I couldn't eat because my mouth was too sensitive. I couldn't have any any hot food. I couldn't have any spice. So all I was eating was uh, was porridge. So I, I was having like porridge, and that was like the only thing that that. And I was having to wait for that to cool down because it was just plain and bland. And honestly, it was such a stupid stupid thing to do. And I'm ringing the doctor. <laughs> And I'm ringing the doctors. And do you know, when, when you say something over the phone, obviously, you know, it's a telephone appointment. And, and you just go, why have I said that? Why have I said that to a, a doctor? Like, oh, you shouldn't even say this to your mom or dad. Do you know what I mean? I just, and I was like, and me, me finger's swollen and I can't bend me thumb. And me mouth, me mouth, <laughs> me mouth is so swollen. And rather than saying all I can eat is porridge, right? Rather than saying all I can eat is porridge, I went to the brand Right, I don't, I don't know why, but I just went, and all I can eat is ready bread, <laughs> and all I can eat is ready bread. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I was expecting the doctor to say as well. Do you know what I mean? It's a pandemic, for heaven's sake. You don't need us to to remind everybody how rank all of that was, and and there's me. All I can eat is ready bread. I don't know what it's like, as if the doctor was going, "Oh, well, you can't even, you can't even put any jam on it, can you not? You poor soul, get yourself down straight away." He's probably, like, yeah, it's what you get. It's what you get, and stop weaning in the back garden as well. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. 
LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. But some positive news. Let's let's get away from the gross stories. Let's get away from the, the wee and poo and whatnot. Some positive news. Uh, my wife, Sophie, finally passed a driving test. She was meant to do it before COVID. And, you know, then COVID hit and she couldn't get a test. And then the provisional license had expired or the theory had expired and and then you know the driving instructor was no longer a driving instructor and it just it went on and on and on finally she passed and took me four me four times to pass in like 2011 i remember when i it's when i lived in manchester the rat the rat you know uh the rat man and yeah so the first and the first two times was in manchester and then i was going to do the edinburgh fringe festival so the third one, I actually did some driving lessons around Edinburgh. I thought, while I'm up there for the month, I might as well, you know, try and get that done there. And I failed that one as well, and then came back and finally passed the fourth. But the first time, the first time I failed, it's because I approached a, a one-lane bridge, and it wasn't my turn to go, and the driving instructor slammed her brakes on. And looking back, I really wish I had just went, right, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I know I've failed, let's just, you know, but... I'm 22, 23 at the time, and I think I just started, like, swearing. Like, at myself, but obviously, you know, the person in the car doesn't know that. I just remember, do you know when you, you're like, Jesus, Mary, and then all the swear. Like, yeah, I did. When I swear, it's like I swear, but it's interspersed with with blaspheming at the same time. So, you know, so you know, Jesus makes an appearance. Joseph's there, all the disciples, all the apostles. You know, it's a whole big shebang. Like Moses, do you know what I mean? Just just that with a swear word, just a, a biblical character with a swear word. This is how bad it went. So it's like if you if you ever fail in your test, don't worry about it because I don't think you can fail as bad as it. It was like, she went, actually, can you just pull over here? And we were nowhere near the test center. And she just got out and just walked. So, so not only... Did I fail because I was kicking off at myself? She didn't want to be in the car with us. So if you have a weird failing your driving test story, get in touch. Call Hutchinson Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear it. But I remember me driving instructor in Scotland as well in Edinburgh. They were both called John, actually. There was John Manchester and there was John um, in Edinburgh. And he used to get us just to drive to the this bakery that he liked to go to. And it was just on this, like, bit of a rough estate and he would always just go and just get the same sandwich and then would drive around the estate and would do maneuvers and all that but he'd always have his my, my lessons must have coincided with his lunch and he'd always um eat the sandwich i remember one time i'm driving and i looked down and i just saw like a bit of pastry drop down i was like all oh, right okay i thought he was all this time i thought he was having a sandwich he's, and i'm trying to look at what what pie he's got and then i saw some bread and i was like eventually i'm, I'm looking forward and I'm, i just had to go john John, what the hell are you eating, mate? And he went, oh, it's a pie roll. I went, sorry, what? He went, yeah, it's a pie roll, like a meat pie in a roll. I was like, you're having a pie sandwich? And I'd never heard of that before. I don't think I've seen it before or since, but then I tell people about, oh, yeah, yeah, we are, a pie roll. So that that would be an interesting one. Have, have, have I in, has, has this guy invented a pie roll? Is that is it strictly an Edinburgh thing? Is it strictly a Scottish thing? I, I'd like to know about that. That These are the things that interest me. Like, what what do you know about a pie roll. What's the weirdest sandwich you've ever had, actually? 
sat in a bit of traffic the other day and I just thought, you know, you're on the motorway and then everything just grinds to a halt and you go like, oh God, like how long, how long is this going to take? And you can't really tell with the sat nav and all and it's not being too clear. I think a, a really good way of being able to find out is if you just look on the other side all the passing cars and you go if they're looking at you then you know it's not going to be good like if they're looking going oh god you seen how long like you know you're in for the long haul like do you know like on holiday for example do you know how we had a bit of bother the UK had a bit of bother last year baggage handling and all that and air traffic control strikes and everything nobody was getting updates everybody's at the at the airport the flight was meant to take off eight hours ago no updates there's queues I always thought like do you know when you see the news turn up do you know when like <laughs> you see you see ITV turn up and BBC and you go, oh, we're going to be on the news tonight. Go right, right, let's go home. Let's go home. Nobody's getting a flight anytime soon. Like if the news have turned up, that's it. Just no, you're not going on holiday. Yeah, you see the news story in the hall. They're outside in the winter jackets are going, yeah, well, there's, nothing's taken off today. And here's some angry people to kick off. Go, ah, it's being bloody ridiculous. This and all they give us a five pound WH Smith voucher and just go home, go home. You went on holiday, all right, this year. It was me, obviously me, Sophie, and Lily uh, went to went to Corfu the year before. I think we we lost the day with air traffic control strike. It was the Italian air traffic control, so we had everything packed, everything ready to go. It was like a six o'clock flight, and we got Lily up, you know, especially woken up from her sleep, and she was good as gold. And then just got an email off Tui just saying like, "Yeah, you you're not going anywhere for 24 hours." And you're just like, "Ah," but mind you, that holiday was great. You know, if you go on holiday with a with a toddler, it, there's a certain age where you can kind of get away with stuff. So Lily was 10 months and she wasn't really walking yet. She was still just like bum shuffling about. So we would just put her in this UV tent um, during the day. Obviously, you know, we keep an eye on her and all that. But we put her in the tent. It was one of them pop-up tents where it takes seconds to come out of the bag and then 15 minutes to put back in, depending on... So that was my task on the night time. We'd take all the stuff up. Sophie would go up with Lily... And then I'd get sent back down from the hotel to go, can you get all the stuff? Like, can you get the tent? Can you get Lily's toys? Can you get the sun cream? And she knew she'd watch us, like, spend about 15 minutes putting this tent into the bag. By the end of it, I kind of got pretty good. I was kind of putting it in within five, and I, I still took the full 15 minutes. You know, I would just, I would get it all done in five and then have 10 minutes to myself with a pint. And those 10 minutes, that was like my little holiday while I was on holiday. It was great. And there was just there was just other dads all around just still doing it, you know. Mind you, on the first day, nobody, I think like a lot of new parents had arrived and nobody knew how to put that tent in. Everyone was just, everyone was asking each other, going, excuse me, do you know, do you know how to fold this, this tent back in to this tiny bag? And everyone's, you know, well, there was one guy who did know how to do that, but he left, he left two days ago. He left us all. He left us all in the shit. Italy was great, man. Honestly, you would just do that, and then you could go for the meal on the night time as well. And and Lily would stay there in a high chair, and and during the day as well, you know, would go would go to a place, and you just give her some breadsticks. It was lovely as long as you got back in time for a nap. But as long as you realise, you know, it's not all it's not all about you. Just keep our keep our naps as like as the would be at home type thing. Then you can still have a bit of a holiday and all that. And we thought we'd be going into the same deal with Lily being two years old when we went to went to Corfu this year and that was a whole a whole different ballpark. She didn't want to sit down, she didn't want to have anything to eat. She didn't want to eat the food. She I think she just had Weetabix for for the first few days. She didn't want to have any of the food. She didn't want to sit down. She just wanted to run around. She wanted to jump down the stairs, do you know what I mean? All the, so basically me and my wife would just so we just devised like a routine where you know would would all go to breakfast and then from 10 until 12 
one person would have Lily, maybe take her to the kids' club, something like that. And then it was time for a nap, and the you know, and the same person would go kids' club nap, so that the other person had like four hours of a holiday in in the morning. You know, so you just you just do it in shift patterns, really. And I remember one time I took Lily to the kids' club, and it was great. It was like it was, it was really, and they went, oh, and tomorrow there's going to be a clown show, and I was like, oh right, mint. Do you know what I mean? Because you know, it's you know, we can just sit there. I can just sit there with Lily, and we can watch the clown show, and and I got all excited. I was like, Sophie, I was like, I know it's your turn to do the kids' club. I was like, I'll do, it, I'll do it. I'll take her to the the clown show. It'll be it'll be fantastic. We'll have a lovely time. And we got there in the morning for the clown show. I went into the little playroom. So the clown show was going to be outside. The playroom was inside. And the, the two clowns were just putting the makeup on. And they were like, oh, yeah, more people's going to turn up. more." And then they didn't. Yeah, it was just me, Lily, and a couple of clowns. And I fell for these two clowns. I really did, because they were trying the hardest as well. But Lily's trying to, like, not sit down, not watch the show. And I'm trying to go, look, Lily, look. And they're pulling the handkerchiefs out, and they're doing the balloon, and they're stepping on each other's shoes. And I know what it's like to, you know do a gig in front of not many people and not get much of a response. So every time they were doing something, every time they're pulling out a balloon or a hanky, I'm going, wow, oh my goodness, Lily, have you seen that? Oh, it got to the point where even the clowns were like looking at us going like, all right, mate, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that good, you know what I mean? Just chill. Oh, but look, Lily, look, they're, they're, taking, they're taking the handkerchiefs out. Oh, but look, Lily, look. And the clowns were just, all right, Carl, pipe down. But Lily had this little this little bear hat on holiday. It was this uh, just this little hat, and it had like bear eyes on the front, just like a normal a normal sun hat, but it's got the little eyes on. And I'm walking Lily back and forward. We will come out of the resort and we're walking to the beach or whatever. And at some point, she just took the hat, and I've not seen. She's just thrown it, and I don't realise until the next day that we don't have the hat. We don't have Lily's sun hat. So then I'm I'm with Lily, and I'm pacing up and down. We're just trying to like retread the steps that we've took from the hotel to the beach trying to find it hello it's Carl how are you oh hiya yeah sure so um is it a 7 30 show is it right okay it's uh 7 30 and then the support act will do um 20 minutes so that'll be till 7 50 10 to 8 and then however long you need for the interval it's usually about 20 minutes yeah, so then 10 past 8, and then I'll be off by no later than 9.30. Yes, yes, his name's Antheong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sure, it's A-N-T-H, and then space Y-O-U-N-G. Oh, not at all. No, that's fine. And uh, see, you, see you in Birmingham. Thanks very much. Oh, oh is it tomorrow? Oh, yeah, wow. Okay, no worries. <laughs> okay, all right, that's good. Thanks now. Cheers, bye, bye. Yeah, his name is Ant Young, and he pisses in the potty. Right, sorry about that. Um, yeah, someone was just ringing for uh, for stage times for the Birmingham Old Rep Theatre tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Um, right, now, what was I talking Oh, yeah, yeah, so I'm trying to find Lily's hat, right? And then who comes over? Fellow comedian, Vittorio Angeloni. I hope I'm not butchering his name there. Vittorio Angeloni, uh, or Angelone. Um, but we'd never met before, um, but obviously we'd, we'd you know, follow each other online and all that. And he came over and he was like, Carl Hutchinson. Now, I knew his mate from, we did a show at the Comedy Store in London. It's a mate that he does the podcast with. So I, in my head, I, you know, I'm, I'm like dad mode, like, you know, maybe he's um, a little bit hungover, sunstroke, whatever. And I'm just looking at him and I'm going, Comedy Store, Comedy Store. He's going... No, Carl, we've never met, but uh, lovely to meet you. And he's there with his partner. And I'm just going, 
Co- comedy story. He goes, Carl, no, we've, we've never met. So I made, I must have made such a bad first impression on him. But it was so funny, though, because you know, I saw him around the, the resort and there's me and Sophie, like, doing some sort of, like, home alone at the start routine when everyone's running around getting ready and all that, you know, and just trying to chase after Lily, trying to get her to not jump down the stairs or in the pool or whatever. And they, like, every time I looked over, they were like, yeah, we've just went, like, paragliding and we've just went canoeing and, and, and you know, it just became very apparent that they were having an entirely different holiday from what we were having. But, yeah, uh, in fact, I, I, one time when it was... Sophie's turn to have Lily uh, managed to have a drink with him and his partner and I think yeah that was one of the that was one of the only times where I just sat and (laughs) and had a drink on holiday and didn't have to worry about anything but yeah uh, next time I see him I just need to go sorry for just constantly seeing comedy stuff (laughs) so that hat was gone right I knocked on I knocked on the restaurant I knocked on some of the homes next to the restaurant nobody nobody some people had seen the hat but subsequently I think somebody got got it and stole it or got it and thrown it very mean thing to do anyway so we'll go back home check on John Lewis I check on the website there's one hat left so I go in I get it Lily's got a hat I think I'm taking it as the park and it's when all the school kids were coming out this is a few days after the holiday and again I look down and Lily's got into the habit of just taking a hat off and throwing it. So I start having to retrace the steps when we're back home. And I look, and this is an 11-year-old schoolboy on his bike with his mate. And I look, and he's got Lily's hat on. And I was like, you cheeky son, right? But again, you don't, you know, you don't get anywhere by being aggressive and all that. So I have to cross the road, and I'm running down the path to try and flag this lad. And I'm just going, I'm being polite as I can. I've got all the shopping in as well. And I'm just going, excuse me, excuse me there. Oh, hi. Oh, hiya there. Hey, thanks very much. I think you've got our hat. Uh, we, we left it over there. I think you've picked it up. Thanks for you. And he went, well, I didn't steal it. I went, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't see you did. And he, he gave us a hat. And I was like, oh, thank you very much, young man. He's like, yeah, no, I didn't steal. I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't see you. I mean, he definitely had, hadn't he? He saw a hat on the floor and he picked it up and he rode off. And he was looking at all me shopping. And he's like, well, do I get do I get a baby bell for giving you it back? And I was like, eh, dead. no, not really, no. And he was like, what, what about, and he's pointing at the prime, going, what about a packet of popcorn? I was like, no, I was like, and he was going, well, what about, and I, eventually I just went, let's be honest. The only reason I've got this back is because I saw you in time and I flagged you and I've got it. He was like, well, well, no, no, I, w- I was going to give it back. I was like, how were you going to give it back? I was going to knock on all the houses and see. I was like, well, you're not. At that point, you realise you're arguing with a 10-year-old or 11-year-old. And I just went, thank you very much for the hat. I'll, I'll see you later. Have a lovely day. And then he starts shouting at me. This, the 10, 11-year-old's just going, well, you're lucky I found it. You're lucky I found it. And I just, honestly, I've never... Want, like, do you know what I mean? Again, it just goes back to the start of like, we're all trying to live in a society, aren't we? We're all just going around, not, not trying to pump on each other, not trying to steal each other's hats, not trying to wee in a potty and throw it out the, the back garden for heavens. We're all just trying our best. And I just, I've never wanted to like, I, obviously you can't exact revenge on a 10 or 11 year old, but you, you have thoughts, don't you? you? You have thoughts. I think that's as much as I'm willing to say on a podcast. Do you know what I thought about doing? I thought, like, so how I was going to get me revenge, right? What I thought about doing when I calmed down. But I've thought about this. This happened about six months ago, and I think I've thought about it every other day. What I thought about doing was, like, getting a bit of cling film and getting, like, I'm going to leave, like, a decoy hat in the in the street, and hopefully the same kid will get it. I just thought, how good would this be? Get, like, a bit of dog shit, the, the top of the hat. Like, so you turn the hat upside down, dog shit in, and then you'd need something to, like, make it look, like, so you can't see it, but then a bit of cling film or something like that. Basically, I want to put the hat on and a bit of dog shit falls on his head. 
and then I come out from a bush and I'm like, and that's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> but obviously you don't do that. You got to let these things go because you realize life is too short. Wouldn't it be good if you got to 40 and you were like, right, you are allowed one revenge day. I remember being at Edinburgh Waverley and I was coming back and I'd just done the stand at the weekend and I was coming back on the Sunday and I always like to go and get a bacon and egg bagel from the, the little stall that they've got there. And it was just, you know, and it's the monkey egg as well. You know, like the egg in a carton and the, the pour the carton in the bowl and then they put the bowl in the microwave. Worst, worst possible way you can do eggs. But it's this lovely bacon and egg bagel. Go, would you like any sauce? You want brown sauce, red sauce? Go, yeah, put some, put some ketchup on. Thank you very much. Put your little bagel in, right? Get yourself on the train. Wait until the, all the announcements have finished, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're about 10 minutes in. Open the bagel and I opened it up and there was no ketchup on and I've, I've thought about that. There was no ketchup on the bagel, and I just wanted to... Wouldn't it be great if you lived in a world... Well, actually, it wouldn't be. This is, this is why it wouldn't be very good. If you could just slam that brake on, right? Don't care about the fines. Opening the door. Just run back to Edinburgh, and I just want to open the bagel, and just, while the egg's still hot, and I just want to just mash it in his face. Be like, can you see? Can you see any ketchup? Can you? Can you see any... Because I can't. I can't. And that's why your face is burning. But you don't. You don't do that. Oh, wouldn't it be great if you could just live your life like that? Well, I guess some people can, and that's why we have prisons. Well, I rambled on quite a bit there, didn't I? <laughs> just seen the time there. Get in touch. I want to hear about your holiday. I want to hear about your exact revenge story. Do you have a rat problem? Have you been told off for an inappropriate pump? Get in touch. Call Hutchinson Podcast at gmail.com. Well, thanks very much again, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.